good evening, everyone. Can I just give you a warm welcome to our carol service tonight? It's lovely to see you, and uh, we hope you enjoy it from beginning to end. And uh, as we celebrate again uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus into the world. Um, tonight, a number of our congregation who come from different parts of the world uh, will be involved in the service by reading some of the lessons and also sharing some thoughts with us as well. And also we hope to go live to one of our mission partners in Uganda as we talk to them and find out what they're doing over this Christmas period as well. But we're going to start by lighting the fourth Advent candle and praying together. And uh, Philip is going to come and do that for us. Um, Philip is a regular visitor here in the church. I, I better not go into that too much as to why he's a regular visitor. And, uh, but uh, he won't be saying very much other than reading a prayer, but he's got a similar accent to mine, so that's where he comes from. Anyway, Philip, come in and uh, light the candle for us and lead us in prayer. Thanks. Father God, we thank you for this day of praise and celebration, this day on which we set aside time to relive the first Christmas long ago, in which we remind ourselves of the wonder of the birth of Christ, in which we remember once more the glad tidings proclaimed to the shepherds, witnessed by the wise men and made possible through Mary. Loving Father, we come to give you thanks for this season to rejoice at your great love in sending your son, to see for ourselves the truth discovered by the shepherds, to worship Christ and offer our gifts as the wise men came us before us. We come asking you to use us just as you used Mary to enter our world. Take our faith, small though it is, take our gifts, few though they are, take our love, poor though they seem. Take our lives, weak though we may be. Loving Father, speak to us through this service. May we all wither uh, here. May we all here draw uh, you closer to us. May we all share, remind us of your love. So many, the message of Christmas comes alive in our hearts to the glory of your name. Amen. Good evening. Oh dear, that was rubbish. <laughs> Good evening. That's better. Welcome to our Carols Around the World carol service. It's nearly Christmas. Who's organised? Oh, well done. Do you know, it's mostly the men that are putting their hands up. <laughs> Um, which I suppose is quite good, so there won't be too many visits to the Barras at quarter to midnight tomorrow night. Um, it's lovely to have you here with us, uh, those who normally are here on a Sunday evening or a Sunday morning and those who are visiting, please do feel so very welcome. It's great to have you with us. I hope you'll enjoy this evening. I hope it will help you to get into the spirit of Christmas and feel as if it's about to happen. We're here to celebrate the best news that the world has ever had. And so much of our world today doesn't know this good news, that the Saviour has been born, who is Christ the Lord. Our first carol this evening that we're going to stand and sing invites us all to come and to be joyful and triumphant and to enjoy praising our God. We need a bit of joy in these difficult days, don't we, with all the stuff that we're hearing in the news about all over the place, but having disasters. And then, of course, there's Brexit. But let's not go there. Um, Let's stand and sing together, rejoicing as we sing, O come, all ye faithful.
Hi, Chris, it's Mum. Merry Christmas, Poppet. Another year has passed. I wanted to start this one by saying something I haven't said yet, which is thank you. Thank you for taking the time to remember me. After all these years, I can't believe you're going to be 30 soon. I wish I could be there to see how you've grown, to see what kind of man you've become. I know I would be so proud of you. So this is it, my last tape. I wish I could keep talking to you every Christmas, but it's time to say goodbye. Just remember how much I love you. Never forget that, okay? I will always be your mum. Before I go, let me tell you a story about the happiest day of my life. The day you were born. Love is a gift that lasts forever. Now, for the first of our lessons tonight, uh, Bola is going to read for us from the book of Isaiah, and then she's going to reflect a little bit on those verses as well. I think we should welcome these folks as they come forward. I suppose I should have worn my national costume as well, but I wasn't sure what it was, you know. This is the cheaper version. Bless you, thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm going to read from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. I start from verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. I go now to verse 6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From the time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of God. The area I want to meditate on is on those three verses. The world today is consumed with a desire for peace and a fear of war in the midst of all this doom, gloom, and despair. For us to actually have a good grasp of that chapter 9, we need to, uh, to go and read verse, uh, chapter 8. It talks about Zebulun and Naphtali. These were the children of God. They faced the darkest times of their lives. But Jesus Christ came, as we read on in Isaiah chapter 9. As the people of Zebulun and Laphtali were not exempted from the darkness around them, not the least, the what's going on in our minds, in our environment, in the world today. Just last night there was tsunami in Indonesia. We hear about rumors of war. This is linked to spiritual darkness. But the good news has come to us tonight. The word, word of God has come to us tonight telling us not to fret, not to despair, because the old order is passed away and the new order has come. Jesus Christ has come into, the, into our world. We are no longer in darkness. We have seen a great light. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. 
We are rejoicing because Jesus Christ has increased our joy. Jesus Christ was given to us as a gift. We saw there the other time that love is a gift. Jesus Christ himself is love, just as his father is love. And he is the governor of our soul, of our life, of our spirit, and of our mind, including our body. I call Jesus Christ my chief executive officer, the king of kings and the lord of lords. Verse 6 goes on to tell us that Jesus Christ is wonderful, the wonderful counselor. I actually separated the two. The wonderful means is a miracle-working God. If we are looking for wonders of God in our life, we need to get hold of Jesus Christ. He talks about Jesus Christ as the counselor. Do we lack wisdom? Do we lack knowledge? Do we lack understanding? Jesus Christ is the provider of that. He gives us counsel. He gives us might. Jesus Christ himself, the Bible says, is the mighty God. He's mightier than the mightest. He's greater than the greatest, greatest. And he is higher than the highest. So when problems come, let us remember that Jesus Christ is mightier than the problem. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The Bible talks about everlasting father. Some of us, our fathers have died. But blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. Because Jesus Christ is our everlasting father. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, and is the ancient of days. He does not die. He lives forever to the praise of his name. The Bible also talks about Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Wherever Jesus is, there is peace. We know that for sure. Whenever we are going through troubles, we know that as, as Jesus Christ is our Lord, we are going to fulfill our divine destiny, whether the devil likes it or not. Whether we like it or not, we know that Jesus Christ has a final say. So as we celebrate Christmas, as we open our presents, as we open our gifts, Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that, Bola. We're going to sing those words now. We're going to sing a, a little t tiny carol called For Unto Us A Child Is Born. Now, I am assured by my band that you're not going to know this song. So um, I'm hoping that you're going to prove me wrong. But just in case, we're going to sing it three times. And the first time, we'll sing it so that you can get a feel for how it goes. And then we'll stand and we'll sing it together another twice through. If you get it all wrong, don't worry. Just enjoy the words, uh, but I hope you, I hope some of you know it, and I hope that you enjoy singing this. So it goes like this. So have a listen this time. For unto us a child is
Now, we're about to try pro for what is for me the most nerve-wracking part of this evening, <laughs> because Laura and Angela and I are going to sing a version of Away in a Manger for you that, um, well, it's going to be a cappella, which for those of you who are not musical means there's no piano, there's no guitars, there's no drums, it's just us. So it could go horribly wrong, or it could be wonderful, or it could be anywhere in between. But all I would ask is, be kind to us. <laughs> but it, it, seriously, we hope you enjoy this um, slightly different rendition of Away in a Manger. I love our confidence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is where it gets even more nervous, as we're hoping to go live to Kampala. It worked perfectly from Sao Paulo this morning, and uh, so I'm sure Kampala will be no issue either. And here we are. Welcome. Andy and Heather. Hello. Let's give them a big, big welcome, will we? Hey, how are you? Now, Andy and Heather, I don't know whether the children are with you. Are they within ear sound? They're in bed. They're sound asleep, hopefully. They're sound asleep. Oh, That's okay. But, um, Andy, can you just take a moment then. to explain to us why you and Heather decided to leave um, beautiful Kirkintilloch and the wonderful weather here and move to Kampala. Because not everybody here tonight will understand what MAF is, the organization that you work for. So just literally an idiot's guide to MAF and what you do. Um, yeah, MEF are uh, known as lots of different things. The world's largest humanitarian airline is one of the kind of titles that they often get given. Um, and basically, we, we use uh, aircraft to fly missionaries and church planters and doctors into uh, hard-to-reach areas all over the world. And here in Uganda, 
the programme in Uganda spends a lot of time flying up to the South Sudan border and into South Sudan itself and over into the eastern side of the Congo as well, um, supporting all sorts of, uh, of missionary and humanitarian work. Um, so right now we're quite busy with uh, the kind of ongoing struggles and civil war up in, in South Sudan has given us a lot of uh, a lot of our passengers are flying in connection with that. And also Ebola is kind of picking up a little bit in uh, the eastern side of Congo as well. So there's a lot of work flying medicines and doctors and people around for, for all these situations. So part of it must be very dangerous because, as you say, South Sudan is very much in the news at the moment. There's been a lot of people killed there and so on as well. And then, as you say, with the rise of Ebola too. So basically, you're transporting people that are ill or doctors and nurses and so on into some of these most unreachable parts of the African continent. And your responsibility is to keep That's the trains right, yeah. flying. And so tell us what you do precisely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm an aircraft maintenance engineer, so I do a bit of everything. Uh, we, we look after the whole maintenance of the the aircraft uh, right from the kind of daily checks, checking oil levels and, and tire pressures and things like that, all the way through to major overhauls. Um, so right now we're busy with a, a refurbishment of our oldest aircraft. Uh, we're pulling all the old avionics, which is getting expensive to maintain. We're pulling all that out and replacing it with some new electronic systems. And uh, we're doing some repairs to the, the structure of the aircraft and repainting it in the, in the new MEF colors as well. And so. We're kept busy doing all that kind of work just now. I saw but that yeah, you were going to all paint the it. Maintenance that goes with that. You were thinking of painting it in the colours of Scotland at one point. There's, uh, I've, my uh, signature has become a little Scotland flag, so there'll be a Scotland flag appearing somewhere on it. <laughs> okay. Keep and an eye Heather, on our Facebook um, page and you'll see that soon. Lovely to see your smiling face again. Tell us a little bit about school over the past few <laughs> months and... How has life been for you in terms of your role there? Yeah, it's been good. And uh, I teach at Rainbow School. It's one of the biggest international schools here in Kampala. And all of our three children go there. So I get to teach my younger two. And the older one, Abby, is in secondary. So I just see her across the football pitch. But it's really good. And um, yeah, yeah, God is doing stuff. And uh, the kids are really open to learning and exciting. It's predominantly Ugandan or African and mostly Indian, uh, very few Europeans at the school. So it's a big uh, cultural mix really. And uh, it's good fun, it's good, keeps me busy. And I've and, uh, no, I like busy, I've no so idea how you spend Christmas day in Kampala. I mean, what's the temperature there at sort of Christmas time? And I mean, you presumably don't have turkey and all the trimmings. What does Christmas Day look like for you two and for the children? Well, we don't have very many presents under the tree. So <laughs> there's uh, not friends and family and aunts and uncles and things like that. So this is the first year we took the kids shopping with another family with similar aged kids to a mall. And we gave them a little bit of money each and we let them go round in twos uh, to do some shopping for the family for the first year. So this is the first year Andy and I will actually have at least three gifts under the tree. Surprise gifts. Surprise gifts. <laughs> and it's probably <laughs> so it's better not... They were very excited. To it's probably better not to think too much about what they might be. I, I was given a beautiful gift this morning <laughs> um, in a lovely gold wrapped box and it was full of beautiful handmade chocolates but whenever I bit into it, it was a Brussels sprout. So that's what happened to me this morning. <laughs> so one of you is going to read our yeah. next lesson. Um, Heather, is that you or, or Andy? Yep. Andy's going to read. read. So this uh, next passage is from Luke 1, 26 to 38. And it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. 
But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Thank you. Heather, were you going to comment a little bit on that or reflect a little bit? Yeah, I was just going to share some thoughts. I hope you can hear us okay. We can hear you perfectly. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, I was um, thinking about Mary and um, a few years back now, I uh, wrote a song um, imagining that I was Mary. I'm not going to sing it for Aww. you, but I'm going to read the words of it. And just to imagine what it would be like to be Mary when you know that the Son of God is going to be given to you first. You're the first one to receive the Son of God, and from you the Son of God will come. So it's called Song of Dedication. It says, Lord, here am I, your servant, so undeserving, yet so blessed. I bow to thee. My soul will magnify you, and my eyes behold your faithfulness, Father, to me. And in my heart I treasure you, child divine, hidden truth. Your kingdom will reign for all eternity, Son of God, given to me. So let all heaven rejoice and let them sing. Let the angels proclaim the King of Kings and let all earth hear the news that the Savior of the world has come on that first Christmas. Glory of God embracing me, this undiscovered joy released, Holy One. This manger bed, a humble throne, this cattle shed, now holy ground, Prince of Peace. And in my heart, I treasure you, child divine, you're the hidden truth. Your kingdom will reign for all eternity, Son of God, given to me. And as I was thinking of Mary and how her heart was humble and she was willing. I think I might have lost the connection. Hang on. We can still hear you fine. Oh. Yeah, we have. Have we lost completely there, Alistair? Yeah. That's okay. oh, wait a minute. Uh. We're back. Okay, we're back. All right, okay. That's all right. Okay. So I was just saying to yield to the call of God. And in Isaiah 96, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. He was given to Mary first, and he's given to us now. The greatest gift of all has been given to us. Yet in John 3:16, God loved the world. He gave again his son in our place to die for our sins. The ultimate display from Jesus, his humility and the willingness to yield, yield to the call of God. I don't know if you ever sang Chris Tomlin's song, Noel. We sing that here in Uganda. And it says, Noel, Noel, come and see what God has done. Noel, Noel, the story of amazing love, the light of the world given to us. And we just hope that this Christmas that uh, you will realize the Savior of the world has given to you. And as you walk with Jesus in humility and yield to his call, that you'll be able to say to your neighbors and to the nations, come and see what God has done in my life. So I thought it'd be good if we could all share that on social media this Christmas, what he has done in our lives this Christmas, this year. Amen. Andy and Heather, thank you so much. 
Uh, it was lovely this morning, although a little bit sad, we said farewell to Robert and Silvana and their family as they head back to Brazil in a couple of days' time, and also said farewell to Gary and Jacqueline and their family who are heading off in a few days to Malawi. But it's lovely just to touch base with you, to remind you both of our love for you and of his love for you. And we do wish you, as a church, God's richest blessing over Christmas and the new year. God bless you richly. Thank you so much. It was lovely to see Andy and Heather there. And as Heather was talking about Mary, she probably wouldn't realize that she had a long journey ahead of her just before she gave birth and when she had to head to Bethlehem. And we're going to sing about that in our next carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, How Still We See Thee Lie. But, you know, just remembering what Heather was saying there, the ver verse 3 starts, How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. I really hope that this Christmas, if you haven't discovered God's love for you, for yourself, that you'll discover that gift that God wants to give you. Um, he wants to give to all of us in the form of his son and the blessings that he has from heaven. We're going to uplift our offering during this song. If you are a visitor with us, or you haven't come prepared to give, then please just pass the collection bag along. Don't feel under any obligation to give. It's a thing that our, the folks who are normally here at church, um, th this is for them. If you're our guest, please do make like a guest and uh, just enjoy singing the song. Because we're taking our offering, we'll remain seated for the first few verses and we'll stand for the last verse. But um, hopefully I'll remember to get you up on your feet for that. So let's sing this together.
have a seat. We're going to continue um, thinking about the Christmas story by um, thinking what we would normally call the story of the shepherds. I'm going to begin this reading um, in Luke chapter 2, um, and it's going to be continued by Pastor Abdallah, who is a pastor who has remained working on in Aleppo in Syria, despite all the difficulties there. So let's listen to the word of God from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. قال لهم الملاك لا تخافوا ها أنا أبشركم بفرح عظيم يكون لجميع الشعب أنه ولد لكم اليوم في مدينة داود مخلص هو المسيح الرب وهذه لكم العلامة تجدون طفلا مقمطا مضجعا في مذود وظهر بغتة مع الملاك جمهور من الجند السماوي مسبحين الله وقائلين المجد لله في الأعالي وعلى الأرض السلام وبالناس المسرة آمين We're going to sing again some of those words that the angels sang Glory to God in the highest on earth Peace to men Let's stand and sing together Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn king
Good evening. I'm going to read a passage from Matthew 2, 2, 2, 1 to 12, and it's a New King James Version, so apologies for if I'm not reading it right. Wise men from the East. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, wise men from the East came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who had been born the king of Jews? For he we have seen his star in the East, and we came to worship him. When the Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribe of the people together, he inquired of them whether Jesus Christ to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the last among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them when the time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for this young child. And when you find him, bring bad word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over the young child, over the where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented the gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and mirth. Then, being divinely warned in a dream, they, they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. I was asked by David to, to read this, and I thought, well, there's nothing much more I can add to this. For one thing, you all know it since you're children. But it brought me back to my own childhood, and because I don't come from the UK, our Christmas dinner is completely different. For starters, we will have it on 24th, not on the 25th. And it consists of potato salad, fish soap, breaded fish. So it's quite different. And when I was about 12, I've learned about a different country, different things. Then I came to Britain, and I realized that you guys definitely have a better taste in food <laughs> because you have a turkey, you've got Brussels sprouts, you've got carrots and parsnips. And I thought it was a great idea until for the first time I decided I'm going to please my future mother-in-law, hello, Morag, <laughs> and I'll have a crack at this wonderful feast. Well, let me assure you that getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to peel three kilos of potatoes and then just rush all the way till five o'clock until you sit to dinner, well, that is not my idea of fun. So for following about five, six years, my husband and I were arguing which dinner is better. Uh, I think we came to some resolution. Gary learned to peel the potatoes. We also have a schedule that is about 15 minutes windows for Gary to have a break. Occasionally, I let him to go to toilet and so forth. <laughs> I think we've mastered that trick. I've, since then, I've also looked at how the other countries celebrate. And would you believe in Sweden, they also have a fish, but it's kind of salted fish. In Uganda, they have nimachoma, which is absolutely amazing for any of you who like grilled meat. Uh, apparently in Japan, the biggest craze for Christmas is KFC. So if you ever want to go that way, then and I thought to myself, well, everybody does it differently and, you know, why that is. But more and more I thought about this passage from the Bible. I realized it's not about whether we celebrate on 25th or 24th. It's not about whether the potatoes are perfectly crisp, whether your potato salad turned up exactly right as your grandmother would have made it. But it's about someone have come in to this life knowing that he's going to give that life for you, for me, and for everyone else. That on a one cold night, in a manger, not in a bed, not in a hospital, Mary gave life to a man who paid for my sins and who didn't do it because he had a schedule, because he knew that's the right way to do things, 
because that's what he did willfully and freely for us. And I realized that whether I'll make a dinner on 24th or 25th, whether I'm going to have a salad or whether I'm going to have a bucket of KFC, that every year I want to get together with people I know and people I don't know to remember the moment where the word became flesh and Jesus come to this life. Thank you. Thank you, Camilla. We're going to sing again about that word that became flesh, the child in a manger born that now wants us, each one of us, to know him more and to accept that sacrifice that he made for us. So let's stand again. This is going to be a last stand for a wee while. So uh, make the most of it. And uh, we're going to sing Child in a Manger Born. Child in a manger born Lies in a continue from the Bible passage that Camilla read to us a few minutes ago, uh, Matthew chapter 2 from verses 13 to 18. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt. And stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, 
out of Egypt, I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were born in Bethlehem and all its district, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah, the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. Rachel, weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. Um, this, when I was reading this Bible passage, two things came to my mind. The first thing was that we don't really know how old Jesus was when he was taken out of Israel to Egypt. But we can assume he was less than two years old. So he was a foreigner at a very, very young age. Just like some of us came to this country when they were younger and also when they were older. But the other striking part of the passage was the countless families that lost their child. They will never know the reason why the baby boy was killed from two years old under. Today, we will liken that to a genocide. But those were the perilous and dangerous times Jesus was born in. I kind of feel like it's a sacrifice that the families paid for the, for the birth of the Savior. I think at this time of the season, or this season rather, we should reflect that the birth of Jesus Christ came at a huge price, at a huge cost. Just as the price for freedom comes at a huge price. The price of our freedom, the price of our salvation, eternity. It wasn't cheap. But we thank God for this wonderful time that we are having to celebrate today in the land of the free, being free to celebrate. There are countless countries where they can celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. But we are free to celebrate and we should recognize that it came at a huge price. Thank you. It's so true, the, the price that was paid for us to be able to receive God's salvation, and that price was indeed Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came as a baby, who grew up to be a man, who died on a cross as the punishment for all the mess that we make of life, and who rose again, and who lives forever in heaven. And one day, those of us who know him as our Saviour and Lord will see him face to face I'm going to sing a song for you which is called The Miracle of Love. And what greater miracle could there be than that miracle that Jesus was prepared to give up his life for us and pay all of that sacrifice, all of that cost, so that we could be in relationship with him and that we could celebrate not just Christmas but Easter and one day to be with him in heaven. You may find this song a wee bit familiar if you've been listening to Radio 2 because it's um, Cliff Richard's newest Christmas song and uh, I decided I would steal it for you for this evening. So this is The Miracle of Love. i 
the star Christmas is more than carols in the snow More than candles, cards and kisses Underneath the mistletoe It's a time to from above Christmas is all about the miracle of love Let's take a moment and look back upon the year before Sharing memories of our favorite Christmas times Let's open our eyes to the wonder of it all And maybe we'll find that brand new miracle Christmas is more than carols in the Christmas is all about the miracle of love. So pass it on, pass it on. Believing is a choice for everyone. Christmas is more than carols in the Christmas is all about the